Well, hello, ladies and gents. Robert Sykes, KetoSavage.com. And today I have special guest Logan Duvall on the line. Logan is one of the owners of Me and McGee Market. So Crystal and I found this awesome little local market uh, in North Little Rock here in Arkansas. And we went up there and they had all this like locally sourced vegetables, meats, chicken, eggs, um, keto foods, all kinds of good stuff. We now have the bricks there because we want to support them. It's just a, an awesome little community there. And basically, Logan has a son, five-year-old son, was diagnosed with kidney cancer, got him on a ketogenic diet, and has seen just a 180-degree shift. He's now almost seven years old, and he's continually getting better and better and better. And I really want to just get Logan on, dive into that, and talk about his story and what motivated him to make this market, what motivated him to, to share this this knowledge. And I've got nothing to good nothing but good things to say about him, what he stands for, and what he's doing. So huge shout-out to him, and hope you thoroughly enjoy the message he's preaching here. Without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation with Logan. We are live. How are you, brother? I'm good, buddy. How are you? I'm doing wonderfully well, man. Wonderfully well. So you are in Arkansas, which is pretty cool because I don't know too many people in the in the health space here in Arkansas, so it's always an honor for me to be able to talk to them. Um, I wish we were doing this podcast in person, come to think of it. But I went to your farmer's market a couple weeks back, had a good time, saw what you're working on, and just fell in love with the, the message you're trying to spread and the, the health you're trying to share. So before we dive into that and the market and all that that is, I'd love to kind of get some backstory on you. What got you into this in the first place and what's motivated you to go down this path? So I grew up in a really small town um, and agriculture has always been, you know, a big, big part of life in rural Arkansas. Mm-hmm. So I've uh, always been around it. So it's kind of a natural, natural thing to get into the farmer's market and things like that. So being connected to food, being con- knowing where it comes from, uh, it was something that I didn't realize a lot of other people didn't understand, honestly. Uh, fast forward through sports and trying to understand nutri- nutrition from athletic performance and, and things like that, my son was diagnosed with cancer at five years old. And so then I dove into it even more and tried to understand how can I do, you know, daddy's part to save his life and the doctors will do theirs. God will do his, what what can I do? Mm -hmm. And so we've had really good results and he he's done well. So I, I wanted to share that with other people. So we just kept adding, adding to the farmer's market, the things that worked or we believed worked for us. And, and it's just grown. I love it, man. I love it. And what, what kind of cancer was he diagnosed with? He was stage four uh, whelm, so it was a kidney kidney cancer, and it spread to lymph nodes and then his chest wall. And you hadn't really, you know, experimented with a low carb keto prior to diving into it with him, right? Yeah, not not really. So what, uh, like, what kind of path did you take? Like, how did you dive in? Did it make sense at first, or did it seem kind of crazy? Or where did you go to get your information? And what did you learn? And what did you apply with him directly? And what was his response like? I think that everything really builds off of something. I think 
a lot of times uh, we look at the whole staircase and, and we, we want to be at the end when mm-hmm. we just got to take that first step. So for me, the first step, looking back on it, is not what I would do again, but it, it was the first step. And so uh, the China study had a big influence on me early on. And so more of a, uh, a vegetarian, meat is bad, this and that. And that was that was honestly my first step. But then always question myself on am i right am is what i'm doing for him right Mm -hmm. or the best option so it it led to other things so from from that base uh one of the first things that i did was i completely removed meat uh processed things completely right out of the gate when he was diagnosed which is probably a good thing uh, looking into it now i don't know if you're familiar with the switch it's a uh, james clement mm-hmm. is it really goes into like mtor mm-hmm. and it's just fin- fascinating uh that aspect that a lot of us don't even pay attention to but so a lot of the bulletproof uh dave asprey mark hyman just all of it just was seemed super interrelated um and so i developed a plan based off of terry walls mark hyman dave asprey and uh, Mohammed Gnome, who is a micro, a gut mycobiologist, so he really studies the fungus in in your gut. But that that was really the core, and it just all seemed to be high quality, low processed foods, and they always shifted away from non fibrous carbs. So you were doing uh, pretty much just straight vegetable diet initially without any meats, yes. especially no processed meats. And then, then you kind of questioned that and started right. diving into this other research, other literature, and went more towards like yes. the, the keto-based. Was he responding well to that vegetable-based protocol initially or no? Yeah, he did. He did? He, he responded very well. And so back to all that, the – what I'm really drawn more to is a cyclical nature in diet, mm-hmm. right? So, like, uh, I don't think vegan is healthy, honestly, after looking into it. But I do believe wholeheartedly that periods of vegan have a positive benefit. Mm-hmm. Or periods of, of low, and that goes into the mTOR, turning the, this, you know, on and off with low low levels of protein, but then you also achieve a lot of those same results with fasting. So, um, there's so much to it, and cancer is such an ugly beast that just comes out of nowhere and just hits you. And, and there's there's so many battle fronts to fight with it. The nutrition is is just the core of it for sure. And yeah, he, man. I mean, with with getting that news that he was diagnosed stage four at five years old. I mean, that had to hit you like a freaking ton of bricks. Oh, man, it was awful. It was absolutely awful. Yeah. Was, was there like a uh, like a, a period in which you didn't even know where to turn? Like, did, Or did oh, you absolutely. initially know to start looking into nutrition? No, I, I, knew, I knew I had to focus on what I could control. Mm-hmm. 
uh, it, the other stuff would just eat me up. Like I couldn't control necessarily what chemos or the surgery or the avenues that the, the medical teams were going to go. But I knew I could control what he ate and what he thought and what his lifestyle was. So never once let him think that he was sick. We never, ever started at a baseline of, hey, you're sick. Hey, you have cancer. You're sick. This is bad. That, that never, ever, ever happened. So it was, hey, buddy, we're going to have to go go do this, whether that was, you know, the surgery to have a cantaloupe-sized tumor removed or, hey, we're just going to do this just to keep getting better. So it's, it was always, uh, it's always really focused on having a positive mindset. Now, granted, I would, I would go into the hospital bathroom and completely break down in the shower, you know, but he never saw that. Yeah. What, what did he take it like? Like, I think not having that negativity outwardly towards him probably was a, was a game changer, but did he, like, what was, what was his spirits like? Did he know something was up or like other kids aren't having to do this or what was that like? I think, uh, no, he, he was so, so strong. Everything he took in stride. Uh, but his mama, uh, very strong, very faith-based. It was never questioned, wavered. So she, honestly, she gave all of us strength. But uh, just that it was a horrible situation, you know, the whole thing. But we just did the best we could to maintain that positivity. And how long ago was it that he was diagnosed? How long has it been? July 13th, 2019. So So not, not that long then. No, not that long ago. But I'm, that's that's why I'm such a believer in what we're doing. Is he went from stage four to to cancer free in less than a year. Uh, you know, he still has his port in. We're still have a lifetime of things to deal with. But in so many ways, it's gone better than than it typically does. Was there like? Um like, were you seeing an improvement in? I'm assuming you're getting like like scans done on them on a pretty regular basis and you were just seeing a reduction in in tumor growth or how, how did that kind of shape out as you were doing these manipulations with his nutrition everything is based around blood work um so we're looking at uh the a and c so white blood cells platelets uh, bun so you're your kidney function there, there's because he only has one kidney so we're big on the kidney function so all of these harsh, harsh chemos and, and radiation are, you, you monitor it through, through blood. So, yes, the scans are important and tumor size and all that is more spread out on gauging that. Your blood work is every week mm-hmm. um, because it, it dictates if you need antibiotics, if you're going to hospital, if you need a blood transfusion, I mean – fluids just so many different things uh we're all you learn blood work really quick if you're you're dealing with cancer whether it's you personally or a a child what about the um so like with regard to the nutrition that he's doing now like what's a typical day of eating look like for him currently we we do a lot of fats so a typical day for him Another thing is you've got to make adjustments. You've got to be able to pivot mm-hmm. well. And with vincristine is uh, one of the chemos he was on. It it shuts down 
or slows the the, the large in, the intestines. And so getting constipated is extremely common. And then the, that's, you know, hard on, on so many ways. But I incorporated coffee for him to try to combat that because the only other alternative is Miralax, Miralax, Miralax. And so the not a big believer that you pump a bunch of plastics into somebody uh, mm-hmm. to make them go to the bathroom. So what could I do to get to avoid him getting constipated? So I started doing coffees, um, making sure that we're having plenty of fiber, uh, hydrated uh, from the kidneys perspective and the constipation. And, and then, you know, you start going into the bulletproof stuff and you understand there's a lot of positives to, to coffee. So we'll, we'll start with a coffee, a bulletproof coffee. Um, and then I'll add avocados. We eat a lot of avocados, uh, cucumbers, a lot of vegetables. We do organ meats. So another one of the chemos is, um, uh, uh, and, uh, they call it the red devil. It it damages the mitochondria of the heart valve. So he's got to have regular echoes just to, to monitor that. But with that problem, it's kind of how I attack everything. What's the problem? And now let me come up with a solution that's not going to be a negative. And so with that, I, I said, well, we're going to start getting heart nutrients the best way I can. So I have him eating heart and we're doing that in two ways. Uh, it's actually really, really good. I prefer it over a steak. He eats heart, the muscle, mm-hmm. uh, just a, it's a slow cook, and he eats it. Or I had a blend made that is heart, liver, ground beef with you know 100% grass-fed, grass-finished uh, beef, and we eat that. So a lot of, lot of high-quality meats and fats. And then, and then vegetables. I like it. I like it. And then, with with him doing that, has that pretty has that had a pretty dramatic effect on the way you're eating? Because it, I mean, it's probably going to be pretty motivating to, for you to clean up your nutrition, seeing how profound his nutrition's impacted his health. Oh, absolutely. I I had uh, been on a you know health journey prior to that. I ended up losing like eighty pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, just getting healthy but yeah all the whole family we're 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 on on it together that's awesome man his 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 health has only improved over the past year and his spirits are still high and everything's looking up yeah yeah we, we're scheduled to have his port taken out next week that's awesome man that's awesome how has what he's done and gone through and you've gone through with them impacted what you're trying to do with like the market and all of that. It, by being really open about the struggles and, and the situation we're going through, we've built quite a uh, substantial following of, of cancer fighters and survivors. And it makes me want to be that direction more, the healthier, giving alternatives that, that make a better quality of life. And so honestly, it's, uh, it's caused me to struggle in many ways because, because we make a living off of baked goods and things that aren't necessarily healthy mm-hmm. in any, any way. But, but I, I'm trying to grow the health food side of it and, and slowly get further away from that if possible. 
Well, the the market. I mean, w- when did you launch Me and McGee Marketing? My grandparents started it uh, almost nine years ago. And you've so kind of taken over them. I've I've been a partner almost four. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, when Crystal and I went and checked it out, like we, that was the first time we'd ever gone. We were blown away, man. You had all kinds of, you know, local locally sourced vegetables and and meats, and you had like a, a ketogenic corner with all kinds of, you know, fat additives, uh, ghees, butters, coffee mixes. I mean, you got everything you need right there in one spot. That's that's the goal, man. I think that uh, it's we go through these hardships and stuff to be able to help other people, and so that was that's my way of trying to help other people was just bring it together. Was the so you've got a bakery that's a part of that as well, or has that? Because I don't I don't recall seeing any baked goods. So the baked goods are done by my grandmother. So it's all these deliciously unhealthy <laughs> breads and fried pies and toffee and jams and jellies and all that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Gotcha. But the, the market itself is that, um, are, are you trying to create something that's, that's specifically just sourcing from the local community, you know, local, local farmers and ranchers or what, what's the long-term vision there? Yes. The, uh, it goes in stages because we're more of a grocery store, like an outdoor grocery store, than we are the uh, a farmer's market. Mm-hmm. So, so we have to have things at all times. The first layer is I want something that is grown or raised right here, right here close. Well, then if, I, if I'm not able to get that, I go out a little bit farther. And so then it's it's Arkansas based preferably. If not, it's, it's Southern or surrounding States. And, but no, man, I have, uh, got stuff from all over the country, but the goal is to source it from as close as I possibly can. Has the, uh, the virus, I'm assuming the viruses and all the, the shutdown and lockdown and everybody, you know, social distancing has that had a pretty negative impact on, on the market? No, we've, uh, We've, we've grown substantially. Good. I have been so adamant about protecting my family because I hate that it all got political and everything, but we didn't know. So looking back at like March, we don't know what, what is the future hold. So I shut us down and went to a straight pre-order. Mm-hmm. So everything was call in, box up, and we, we bring it out. So then when we decided to open, I was absolutely requiring masks uh, and social dish from day one and I never wavered from that so uh, making doing everything I possibly can to protect my family and make sure everybody else was safe caused us to get a really solid following of people that appreciated that mm-hmm. uh, there was also you know their, their fair share of people that wanted to try to buck the system and get mad and, and throw fits and stuff but I just kicked them out and just didn't waver i just absolutely it's not about the money uh, it was about keeping keeping us safe especially with lander going through everything he was yeah especially with your son man it's like that's you don't want to mess around with that i mean regardless of the efficacy of the the distancing from people or the mass or any of the politics they're in you got to do what's in the best interest of your kid and anybody that that you know has a problem with that shoot you don't want their money anyways no really didn't um not, not at all. But it it turned out to be a good thing because 
anybody could go to a grocery store uh, if they didn't want to wear a mask. That at different times they didn't have to, but not there were very few places that were adamant about following following the guidelines. Yeah, and so it it, it helped us out tremendously. What what um what about your suppliers? Have you seen any kind of dip in? And suppliers being able to provide the the foods, or has that not changed at all? It ups and downs. So it showed a huge, huge weakness in the meat supply chain, mm-hmm. uh, especially early on when people started just buying up larger quantities at a time. Uh, but so so for Arkansas, you cannot retail a meat unless it's USDA. Uh, inspected at a, and there's only i believe three in the state of arkansas so everybody that's wanting to retail meat has to go through one of these three processors well the backlog is insane so they're out like two years right now before you can get an animal in so that showed a big time weakness right there so what what do you do in that case like do you just have to not carry that type of meat or what do you what do you have to do there yeah, so that that's one of the things where I don't uh, – if I don't have a high-quality meat, I'm, I would rather just not have a meat. Mm-hmm. So with that one, I, I just I just don't have it. But for something else, I will I will go a little broader in, in region and bring it in. And you're opened pretty much, like I said, in grocery store. Like you, you're open every single day. It's not like a once-a-week or once-a-month kind of farmer's market deal. Like you're providing uh, – some people use you as their exclusive source of nutrition pretty much now, right? Yeah, we have we have quite a few that do that. That's cool, man. It's awesome. I, I met with um, the Blue Barn Bakery. Had you know went and visited them last week, I guess two weeks ago, and we, yeah. we sat and talked to them for like an hour and a half. And it's just cool for me to see people, because like in the keto space, you know, the people I'm having on the podcast, people I'm talking to on social, like nobody <laughs> knows about Arkansas. It's the weirdest thing, um, but it's so cool to see people in Arkansas that are, are making a, a living doing this like this is their thing this is their passion and I, I know i'm not the only keto guy in arkansas by any stretch of the imagination but it's cool to be able to interact with my my neighbors that are yeah. you know prioritizing this and making a making an impact what's well, a health's a big deal especially for the south it's like arkansas and, and mississippi typically rank last in all health metrics uh, yeah. so there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of improvement we can do are you seeing like an increase in just awareness of like low carb and keto with the the customers that you're seeing coming through the through the door, or are people still kind of ignorant towards that? No, there's a lot more. I think keto's kind of the the craze right now. I think that's the popular term. Yeah, it's cool, man. It's cool to see in Arkansas for sure. I've got you know, like you said, Mississippi and Arkansas are like probably ranking number one for obesity percentages and whatnot so it's a sad sad truth but i've got uh i've got my work cut out for me you do as well with the with the market <laughs> like we've, we've got a lot of stuff to do a lot of work to do but i feel like you know there's this is such an awesome state it's a hidden jewel of a state and i would love to see people take state. more you know emphasis and priority towards their nutrition and their long-term health absolutely well what's in the pipeline for you man what what's what's lander got coming up what do you have coming up what, what's got you excited uh, we have uh, really dove into creating videos and stuff. So I, 
I've got a friend who was a producer for a really popular guy here in Arkansas that uh, he dissolved the the media wing of it. And so he came to me, he's like, Logan, what do we do? What what do I do? I've been, you know, working there for 16 years or, or however long it'd been. And he's like, what do we do? I said, man, let's shoot a show. And so we go to farms, we've gone bison farm, tomato, figs, uh, just pecans. Just We go out, we tour farms, visit with the farmer, uh, shoot a whole video, and then it gets it gets on IG, Facebook, and then YouTube. And then we do recipes with some amazing chefs, uh, chefs all across Arkansas. And then I do what's called Lander's Corner. And so that's you know named after Lander. It's a boxing connotation. So it's like we're the team behind the fighter, and he, he's the fighter. So Lander's Corner is dedicated to health. So I've gone over to like uh, – a, a wellness place and done cryotherapy and IV and just to learn and share that experience. I have a, a functional dietitian, Meg Green, who is phenomenal. Uh, only one in the state of Arkansas uh, with, with her, her uh, credentials. We shoot videos. We talk about really important things like, like, you know, magnesium, microbiome recipes, do's and don'ts. Uh, and so just really want to get the awareness out uh, and just be a resource to help other people so that's uh that's the main thing i love it man I, I think the fact that you're documenting all of this all these experience all these interactions these recipes you know with people locally based in arkansas is is awesome and you're, you said you're putting it on all of your social platforms and you're just trying to mm-hmm. drive more local awareness i'm i'm taking yeah yeah and patrick the the producer he, he's just phenomenal would not be able to do it without him but he's he's brought it to life uh, we just go, let's go learn. That's awesome, man. That's very, very cool. I'm, I'm going to be moving up to Northwest Arkansas next year, so I'll be a little farther away from you, but I definitely want to get you out to the compound when we get it all built. And I want, I want to do whatever I need to do, whatever I can do to, to work on this combined mission of just driving more awareness here, man. I feel like there's just so much potential and I feel like we can, we can make a massive impact and it's 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 exciting for me it's energizing for me hearing you you know taking taking life by the horns and just rolling with it i think that's what you got to do i i'm excited to hear you say that because i think that that's where that synergy comes in and the specialties and partnerships and how you reach more people and have a bigger impact is is when you do you do stuff with others so definitely think that we can we can blow this thing out of the water Hundred percent, man. I have to get Lander on the podcast. He's he's what six years old now. <laughs> <laughs> he's t- yeah, he turns uh, turning seven for too long. Turning seven, that's awesome, man. Well, I'm I'm excited for him. I feel like it's just it's very cool to see him doing well. And I, I, he wasn't at the market when I was there. Though, I don't think I don't think I've actually met him yet. Yeah, no, I don't let him around people. So yeah. the whole COVID thing didn't really change anything for us. He wasn't undergoing chemo he wasn't going into stores or out around people because a, a cold sends us to the yeah. hospital to have iv antibiotics is he is he uh is his energy tank pretty bad because of the chemo or how's how's that affected him at times man i just we saw so many kids uh struggling and overall he did so stinking good that's why i know this nutrition stuff matters um he only had to have one one blood transfusion during the whole whole time of you know pretty hardcore chemos yeah and he's not like um 
like you know most kids his age are you know eating all kinds of stuff is he does he feel left out at all there does he understand it and prefer or what have, have you kind of navigated those waters i've done i try to teach him in super easy ways and so we talk a lot about the microbiome but i it, for him i just it's good bugs and bad bugs and so I break out foods and I'm like, these sugars, they feed bad bugs, you know, candida. And I'm, well, I'd go through and I'll show him like toenail fungus and different things that just really kind of gross him out. Yeah. Like, this is, this is what feeds bad bugs. And then this feeds good bugs and the good bugs do this. And so he, he has this interactive thing with the, the bugs in his gut that, you know, it's worked out good for us. It's awesome, man. So like the, He's never reaching for all the candies and the sweets or anything and feeling deprived of not getting those? No. I think I think us as parents, we got to do a better job of not giving it to them in the first place, and then they don't even know what they're missing. Yeah, I think that's that's so huge, man. I feel like, you know, I don't have kids yet, Kristen. I'll have some at, at some point. But I look at, you know, a lot of these parents that are have raised their kids, you know, traditionally with standard American diet, and they've switched over to keto. And they yeah. understand the benefits of it, but it's it's a it's a very unwieldy conversation to have with someone that just doesn't quite get the full spectrum, and then to try and have them change their ways at such a young age when they're you know have already kind of built some of these habits is tough. You're fighting an uphill battle. Uh, you, you just are, and it's why I've been really discouraged over two two things. First of all, Children's has been phenomenal, and they saved my son's life. No no ifs ands or buts, but when you have a conversation with with anyone in medicine there is a big disconnect between true proper nutrition and medicine and and that's part of my mission is to bring it together i don't want to pit functional medicine against western medicine i I think western medicine has saved countless lives but i think functional medicine is extremely extremely important uh that that middle ground that common ground is where i think we can we can grow and and have some unity and have the biggest impact it's it's like you know democrat republican functional medicine uh, modern medicine it's like you have to choose one or the other you there's nothing good about the other side you know which is just not the case man it's it's we can we can find what works uh right there in between so like for me checking insulin levels has a direct correlation to the effectiveness of some chemos. So if your insulin levels are too high, the chemo is not effective. The same thing with the microbiome. If you're, if you don't have certain good bugs, then the immunotherapies might not even be effective. Mm -hmm. And so there's things that we, if if we're, if we're hitting it on both sides on, we have a, we have a better result, a higher quality of life. And, and I, I, I want to see I want to see doctors uh, be able to grasp it because Lord knows they got a hard job they they got a hard job so if we can if we can be a resource for them or support or at least awareness uh, and it's just going to make people's lives better I think that is is so incredibly important man like it is it is crazy how people view it in this us versus them sphere and i don't think it has to be that way at all i mean just as you said with republicans democrats the analogy there i mean there are pros and cons to each but if you can't even sit down and have a conversation then 
then it's it's not going to move the needle forward at all. And the same is true with nutrition and Western medicine versus you know these natural remedies and stuff. It's you know proactive and re- reactive. Like you, you you really need to be able to have both. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, it's cool to see you doing your part, man. You, you're a motivation. You're an inspiration, and it's just like when I was at the the market. I mean, you were super busy running around to everybody. Everybody was asking for something and the whole time you had a smile on your face and you were just hustling to to do everything you could man it's it's cool to see you having such an impact on people's health in ways that they don't even realize appreciate that well man where can people go to to watch these these documentaries that you're filming your content where if they're local where can they find your market how can they get in touch so everything that we do comes falls under me and McGee Market. So M-E, just A-N-D, M-C-G-E-E Market. And we're, we're in North Little Rock. It's Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube's getting getting built up. And we're, it's all there, man. All there in the videos. and Awesome. We're just a little place under some pecan trees, man. <laughs> hey, those, those simple places are often the best places, man. Yeah. Well, Logan, I can't thank you enough for taking the time, brother. Always a pleasure talking with you. Um, I, I need to swing out to the market here soon and, and pick up some more food myself. So hopefully I'll see you in person for too long here. I see you, buddy. Have a good one, man.